This will be my last Wednesday night to teach for a few days. And uh, I'm going to try to get through most of this. I'm sure I'm not going to be able to. I don't know how far I'm going to get. But we're going we're gonna to talk about remembrance. And uh, see, I'm going to preach on or teach on mem- remembrance tonight. And I can't even remember hardly who I am. But, but uh We've got to. They, we got to have things in our minds and hearts. We got. We got to remember some things that God's done for us. And we got to remember what God wants us to do. Amen. I was just praying there a moment ago, and uh, was talking about. I was praying about about that guy named Saul of Tarsus. He asked the Lord, "What would you have me to do?" And the Lord just told him what he had to do, what he wanted him for. And you know what? He got up and testified, amen, amen, at his trial. He said, I was not disobedient to that heavenly vision. In other words, it doesn't really matter what happened to me. I knew I was going to suffer. I knew that I was, it was going to be a rough time. And, uh, it, it, and I was not disobedient to what God asked me to do. I think that, that he is one man that's going to stand before the God and feel like I fought a good fight, I finished the course, I've kept the faith. And we all need that kind of a same, same kind of a testimonial when we get ready to leave here. Amen. Remember, remember. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2. And I will, I'll begin reading at verse number 4 presently. But God, who is rich in mercies for his great love Wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved, and hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that the age to come we might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works lest men should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore remember that ye being in times past were Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcised by them which was called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that, that at that time we were without Christ, being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers and from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. But now is Christ Jesus, amen, ye whom were sometimes afar off, were made nigh by the blood of Christ. And that's uh, Paul writing to the Ephesian church, which was the largest church in the New Testament times. And uh, he was talking to a Gentile uh, people. Most of them were, were Gentiles in that church of all uh, different uh, nations, I suppose. I don't know what all they, where all they were, but Basically, it was it was a, it was a Gentile church. Amen. Uh, we sometimes seem to forget 
where we came from. Now, it's verse number 11. It's kind of the one I was pointing. Wherefore, remember that ye being, amen, in times past, Gentiles. That means sinners without hope, without God. Amen. But now you've been made nigh. Amen. Praise God. Paul wants to remind us of our life of the past. Sometimes we're supposed to forget those things, but sometimes you just got to remember where we came from. Amen. And, and then never lose sight of where we're going. Amen. Hallelujah. Jeff Arnold, I know that most everybody's heard him preach and probably uh, many times through tape ministries or wherever. Amen. Jeff Arnold, he, 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 he probably says this in about a third of his sermons. He's got this, if you've ever heard him preach over two or three times, you know you've heard, you've heard him say, say about this. Amen. Uh, uh, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul wants to cry out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Amen. Amen. When we start thinking, remembering from the pit which was digged, amen, and also, amen, be remembering, amen, what our place here on this earth right now is. We got to remember, amen, may we never forget. I want to back up to the second chapter and the first verses. I'm going to read that and kind of get us going here. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, and I'll read the first three, four, three verses. Amen. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. And now Paul's addressing them on their past. And wanting them to, in verse number 11, want them to remember that. Don't you forget where God brought you from. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to say amen to my own things, okay? I. I, I we, we cannot forget where we came from. We cannot forget what God has done for us. You have he quickened, which was dead in trespasses and sins. Amen. Uh, that trespass in there, amen, it's, it's false steps and blunders. We were in trespasses. We were, we were outside the realm of God's direction in our lives. False, step, false steps, even delving into or the, the, uh, the things in the world, amen, amen. A, actually alienated from the truth of God's word because they were without God and without hope, amen. And the word sin here basically says, amen, uh, with trespasses and sins means that basically... <laughs> Amen. They failed to meet God's demands or failed to live up to amen, what they knew. Even though that they were Gentiles and even though that they, many of them were Jews, amen, they knew that their life that they had been living was not pleasing to God. Amen. And I think that when I'm reading this, we could also remember, remember, remember ourselves. Amen. Dake's Bible said there are five states of sinners, and I'm just going to go through them. As, and, and I copied this from 
Dake's Bible, somewhat of it. Amen. It says that there are five different states of, of sinners. They walk, first number one, they walk according to the course of this world. They're, they're just joining in to the way the world is. And I'm sure that you parents have heard this statement made so many times. Well, everybody else is doing this. or Everybody else is going there. Why can't we go, you know? And I mean, you know, school, you got to, everybody else doing it. We, we've got to, amen. They, but we cannot allow ourselves to follow the course. And that word course there, amen, walked according to the course of this world. Now, that's what the Florida folks have had now. They've had a lot of rain, and there's a whole lot of courses that flooded. That's what the, it was meant that scripture means that they were kind of floating along with the way the world was going. They were, they were, they were following the course that the world had already washed out or gone, amen, and uh, that's the problem sometimes. It, it's so easy to follow the course than it is to try to climb the mountains. Thank you. Anybody else want to say amen? amen. Okay, appreciate that. Amen. And he says, according to the will of number two in Dake says the states of, they're, they're living according to the will of the devil, Satan. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2. It says, Where in the times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that, work, that now works in children of disobedience. Amen. The easiest, road, the easiest road to travel, I think that people can say that, is the road that the course of the world. You don't have to do anything but just kind of go along with them. Amen, amen. And, and you, I'm going to tell you, you're going to wind up where the course takes you. Amen. Uh, that, is, uh, that was uh, like Adam and Eve did. Uh, you know, uh, Adam and Eve, they, uh, they listened to what the devil had to say and thought that was the best way to go. It's going to make them wise. And they were, they, we, got, we, we, we can... We can paddle our own canoe. Amen. And I, I've got another person there too. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a little bit later on. But uh, amen. And Judas. And I, I've heard many, many preachers say that Judas was figuring out how that he could sell Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Amen. And be on the good side of the, of the, of the law or the the Sanhedrin and so forth, and well, he had, he he had it made. He he could he could jump out of the jump out of the the uh, what you say or jump out of the job that he had been doing or following the Lord, and uh, and he'd betray him. Well, he would he would be a hero. And uh, I don't know I don't know what Jesus' mind was. He had to stop up his ears from everything that Jesus had taught. He was there at practically every, every miracle that Jesus performed. Every place that he was, they followed him for three and a half years. And yet still, amen, he tried to take another course 
Amen. And it was too bad. Amen. Number three, Dakes was talking. Amen. He said the states of the, the human, they're walking to the lust of the flesh. Amen. Now, I'm going to tell you what. You put, the, you put your flesh in a driver's seat and you don't know, know where you're going to be going. Because they're walking to the lust of the flesh. Amen. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit of disobedience, who among whom also we are, had our conversations in times past in the lust of the flesh. And Dake said it's walking. Amen. Verse number three. Amen. Galatians chapter five. Just back up, I think, one or two pages here. One page, two. Amen. Galatians chapter five and verse number 19. And, of course, this is a very familiar passage here. Amen. It says, amen. Now the works of the flesh are manifested, which are these. And that's what Paul was, he, he, he wrote of Galatians, but he also wrote Ephesians. He said, when you walk according to the, to the, uh, the directions of the, the, the flesh, here's what will happen. The works of the flesh are these. They're manifested in these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, even sedations, even heresies, and envies, and murderers, and drunkenness, and revelings, and such like, as which I have told you before, as I, as I have also told you in times past, amen, that, ye, that they which do such things are not walking after God. They're not even going to inherit the kingdom of God. Now, that's what, that's what happens to people when I feel like this and I don't feel this. And I, uh, you, you got feelings in your flesh, you know. And you got hurt feelings too sometimes, huh? I don't know whether that's the flesh or the spirit, but, but uh, you get hurt. But you don't let your flesh control your knowledge of God, your spiritual directions. Amen. If you do, you're going to find your walking a course of this world. You're going down the, going down the, floating down the road of, uh, to eternity. Colossians chapter 3, verse 5 through 10. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 5. Let me read this to you. Paul told the Colossian church, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, and inordinances, affection, amen, evil, concupiness, and covetousness, amen, which is idolatry. You know, new cars can be idols. Uh, I, I'm not going to get too far in, in all of this, but you might, might just kind of meditate sometimes on what is an idol. What was it that 
draws my attention to and doesn't really bow down to it, but whatever. Uh, and uh, well, I, it's kind of a little off, a little bit, just a little bit. We're fixing to start a, I say we're fixing to start, they are fixing to start a season of football. And uh, I am sure that there's a lot of folks that's going to be bowing down to that. It becomes their hero. It becomes their idol. It comes, draws their attention. It's their, what they're focused on. Amen. And, uh, and you know, you know, I'm, I'm, but it's, it is an idolatry when you, when you make that as a place of worship. In fact, if you don't, if you, if you go to some of these foreign countries, they think that, they think the Pentecostals in foreign countries thinks that we are worshipers of idols every Saturday and Sunday, I guess, some. Because it's, it's, it's our attention. It's the thing that we give our, give our lives over to in, in, in whatever. Brother Harrelson's made mention of it t- several times. We, we probably know the ball scores before we know the Ten Commandments. <coughs> Glory. Praise God. Uh, let me just read on here, okay? For which, thi- which, which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. And uh, I was I was hearing something a while ago. It was being talked here that was uh, drawing the attention. And I let me just I've got this in my mind and I'm gonna be talking about it. So I'll just talk about it now and what I'm reading here. About missionaries, pray for our our leader in the mission field, our, our, mission, our missionary representative headquarters. We're going to have a new man there, and he could be he could be a, a one that would bless and cause us to be greatly multiplied on the foreign fields, or he could cause our great outreach that we have to be nullified or, or subdued, and just be a political political office, you know what I'm talking about? They have political offices in Washington. They have some political offices in St. Louis, too. You don't have to say amen to that. But thank you. Uh, but we don't need a political office. We need a man with a burden or whatever. And I, I, I'm, I'm jumping a little bit, but I I picked up a book about three or four weeks ago and started reading it. It was a story of a young lady by the name of V-E-N-E-S, Venice. Uh, she was in the Columbine uh, massacre that they had out in Colorado. And uh, it was it was telling several stories of various peoples and some of them didn't live to tell their story but uh, Harris and Clebo 
came in the, there with those guns, and they was running to the cafeteria. This, this girl, it, this is her story. It's just very short. They came in the cafeteria, and they was asking, are you a Christian? Or do you believe in God? And uh, your, your answer was where you lived or died. And Benice, she was, they, uh, all the people were getting shot everywhere. And she got under, under one of the tables. And uh, they finally saw her on the table. And she said, in my, in my mind, I was saying, I'm going to say, no, I don't believe in God. But he said, do you believe in God? And she said, yes. Fifteen times with fifteen bullets, and God spared her life, and she's still living and testifying about it. She said, "I thought I could save my life if I said no, but I just couldn't say no. I just couldn't say no. I, uh, I had to." Pray and say, God, we pray for people like that to willing to stand up and determine. It doesn't matter. It's life or death. You can just shoot me if you want to, but I love God and I believe in God. You know, see, that's, that's why we may, may have to think sometimes. And it may not be very long. We may have to do that. It was missionary books, and I uh, have read. Everybody needs to read a lot of missionary books. I read uh, uh, the first missionary book I read, and now I'm, I'm just excuse me, give me give me a name. Uh, I'm sorry, Amen. He was a he was a man from England that he went to Africa. He was a doctor. I read his book. Uh, the Pardon? David Livingston. That was in my first missionary book. Oh, forgive me for, or I pray for me for it because I just slipped my mind. I read David Livingston's book, and uh, he uh, got a burden for Africa, and he was a doctor, and he picked up his picked up his cases and medications and he took off to Africa. Got out there and uh, when he got, got off the boats, and I don't know exactly, I'm just kind of telling you what, how it all worked out, that, that he got an interpreter to go with him and he started marching across Africa from the west coast headed east. And uh, he, he had this interpreter where, where they got into new tribes of people had never seen a white man. And, uh, and he, was, he went in there with his Bible and his medical kits and things, see people that were sick. He would give them medications and they would get well. And so he, would, he becomes so, uh, so liked by those people. But he kept on. Amen. Had this crew, he was paying for them, and they went with him, and they chopped through, and there was no roads, there was not even no paths. Many of the places he went, he said that through the machetes they claved, they claved a, a road across, 
Africa. And as I was reading that, you know, I was wanting to hear about how many souls were being saved. Uh, and I'm, I'm honest with you. Why don't you preach to them, you know? And, and he was doing that. He was doing that in a loving way of trying to heal their bodies and try to, like Jesus was, he healed people to try to awaken them to the fact that he had a message to tell them. And he, they, they went all the way across, I think it's to the Nile River, uh, where it comes uh, flowing north out of Africa, and there are lakes there where it was, and they, they stopped there and turned back. David Livingston didn't get to go back to England to tell his story of him saving the thousands ahead of revivals. He had to go back, to, and when he, uh, he had, in fact, he fought a lion, almost tore his whole shoulder off. And it was, was in, 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 um, unusable after that. But he kept on going until he died in Africa. And the folks felt so loving to him that, he, uh, that they took him, they embalmed him like they don't embalm, I guess, if you understand what I'm talking about. Uh, they packed him in, in salt to preserve him and carried him all the way across Africa back to the, where the ships comes in. Carried him back to England. They, and they said, this is David Livingston. And somebody said, how can we tell he's Livingston? Somebody said, just, we'll look at his shoulder. And they saw here this man's arm was didn't David Livingston and the more I thought about the situation that sometimes the glamour of the things that we think is missionary work or whatever that we want to see success he really never seen a lot of success but he is considered the man that opened the door to missionaries in Africa and for the thousands of people and the hundreds of missionaries that's gone there they had to walk the steps that David Livingston blazed the trail for them sometimes brothers and sisters our outreach for God in this city and our neighbors or whatever it may not be that you set up a Bible study with them and say I've come to teach you a Bible study or whatever but I'm going to tell you some good love. People like, like love. They like, amen. And, and I, I'm just put that in there. It's in my notes somewhere. I would, I'm, not, I'm jumping the gun on it. But I, uh, I'm going to tell you. We, we've, got to have a, we've got to have a love for what we're doing. Amen. And the state, amen, that, we are, that I'm, I'm, in, I'm on Duke's Bible statements here. The devil, he says that the devil gets us, but they're just traveling the course of this world, taking the easy road. Amen. Uh, And then he's speaking to us, the will, Satan, sometimes. We we have voices that speaks to us. 
I don't know where you've ever did it or not. I don't know where you've ever had something you felt like something was being spoken to you and you wonder, I wonder, where, I wonder if that's God or the devil. I think you could find out pretty quick. Find out which way he wanted to lead you. Amen. We'll talk about the lust of the flesh. Colossians, I'll continue on reading there. Amen. Let me just start reading at verse number six again. For which things, for, for, for which things sake the, the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked in sometimes when you lived in them. That's me. Paul is saying that one time you was living in, in, in during the course of this world, following after the devil. But now, ye also have put off all these anger and wrath and malice and blaspheming and filthy communications out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man, amen, with his deeds. He's quit you lying. <laughs> you know, you can... It's possible sometimes we, we stretch the truth all over a lie. So people think that we're telling the truth when you don't have to say amen to that one. You might say amen. Let not, lie not one to another seeing that ye have put off the old man in his deeds and have put on the new man which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. Praise God. Those therefore, now Paul's here, he's, he's talking to the Greeks and Ephesus is our, and, but now Colossians says here, amen, wherefore there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarians or Scythians, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Romans chapter 1. And I think we're going to hit on some things that Brother Harrelson has been hitting on and, uh, and probably needs to be taught on much more. Amen. In Romans chapter 1, in the latter part of the first chapter, amen, I'll read amen, verse number 29 through 30. 31, 32. We'll just finish up the chapter. Amen. Being filled with all un unrighteousness. This is, this is, this is, amen, the, uh, the last part according to the spirit. Amen. And the lust of the flesh. This is what, what uh, Paul was writing to the Romans that being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication and wicked covetousness and malice, maliciousness full of envy and murder and debating, deceitful and, and malignity, amen, whispers, backbiting, haters of God, despising, amen, proud, boasting, inventors of evil things and disobedient to parents, without understanding or covenant breakers, without natural affections, implicable, amen, unmerciful, who know in the judgments of God that they which commit such things Amen. Are not are worthy of death. Not only do these things, but have pleasure in them that do it. Amen. Now this is Paul. He's talking to the Romans, and he's he's telling them that this is the this is the world's 
feeling that they're okay. I think we could say in whatever they're doing, at least, in, at least now they're doing the same thing that Paul talked about in the first chapter of Romans. And they're condemning you and I for not condoning what they're doing. Amen, you, you know that. Amen. Number four. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 1, just one verse of scripture there. Amen. According to the lust of the mind and the, and the spirit. Now that's where, brothers, it's not only your flesh you've got to contend with, but their mind, your mind and your spirit is, has got to uh, have God's touch on it too. Amen. Praise God. Verse number, chapter number seven. Uh, and I'll be reading verse one. Now concerning the things which you, we, you wrote unto me, it is, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, even every, every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. Amen. That goes back to Romans a while ago that I was talking to you about. Amen. And here, Paul, Paul says, amen, that, that man, amen, don't allow the, the, the enticements of this world. And I promise you, I promise you that they'll, they'll, you'll be meeting with them. There'll be a tax upon your mind and your, and your spirit trying to cause you to lose your direction in life. Amen. That's, this, is what, this is what Dakes was saying that the way that the devil tries to attack us, first in our flesh, and then secondly is in our mind. Amen. I could tell you some, I tell you, I could tell you some stories, but I do not want to talk like that in, in here. Amen. I always tell you one time, one of them. Uh, I'll tell these preachers or young men preaching, uh, when you get calls at 10, 11 o'clock at night, somebody wants to come, you come over to our house and pray, send your wife. Amen. You can go with her, but send her. And uh, I, can, I can tell you the reason why, but I won't. But, but, but uh, there's traps that sit for for every one of us. Amen. And do you know you can either try to catch a possum or a mink. My, my daddy was a trapper in, in wintertime sometimes so he trapped and he was trying to catch mink. Minks, mink was you get about $20 for a good mink hide and a, and a possum's hide with Couple dollars, so who? What you want to catch? And the devil is—he—he'll—he'll he'll catch anything, but he sure wants—he sure wants the mix. You know, if you get—you understand what I'm talking about? Devil likes to those that's—he feels like it's more does it is doing harm to his work. And God help us all. And pray for Brother Harrelson. 
and pray for myself. Amen. And I pray for you. That whatever the devil's got his trick up his sleeve for any of us, he doesn't, it doesn't matter who you are. He had the gall. He had the gall to, to try to destroy Jesus. Amen. He, he, was, he was offering him a lot of good things. Kings of the world and power that he could, amen, he could get the angels to take care of him, you know, catch him. Or he could just make sure his flesh was satisfied with food, turning stones to bread and stuff. Amen. I want to tell you something. The devil is after every one of us. Amen. Amen. And by number five, yes, by the nature, by nature, we are the children of wrath. This is the fifth way that, uh, that we are attacked by nature. It's just natural. Amen. That uh, you can get upset. I don't know where you know it or not, but the Holy Ghost don't take all the feelings out of your life. And I've had a lot of people in times tell me what they'd love to do, wring somebody's neck or, you know, be something real kind to them like that. I've heard some of them wish they could destroy them. And that's just by nature. They're, they're children of wrath. Uh, uh, I'll, let's just read John chapter 4 and verse 44. Excuse me, John chapter 8, verse 44. Amen. John 8, 44 says it like this. Amen. I back up. Let me back up two more verses. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would have loved me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech, even because you cannot hear my words? You are your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was murdered from the beginning and abode not in truth, because there was no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Because I tell you the truth, amen, ye believe me not. And uh, that didn't get him, that didn't give him a big crown. But we're talking about, we're talking about remembering. Now, I've, I've went through all of this of dakes, but remembering, if you'll notice verse 12 of our text in Ephesians chapter 12. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 12. Amen. That ye that sometimes were without Christ, being alien from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers in the covenant and the promises, have no hope and without God in this world. But verse 11 says, I want you to remember. Remember where you came from and don't forget what God has done for you. Now, Amplified Bible uh, if you don't mind, I'll read that verse number 12. And uh, 
we ought to we'll proceed on from there with remembering. Verse number 12 is, and, and verse number 12 says remember. Verse 11 says remember, but verse 12 says in, in the Amplified, in the New, uh, NIV, in the, the 20th century New Testament, and other translations of the Bible. If you want to go look all the translations, most every one of them will say in verse number 12, it also says, amen, remember that at times you were without Christ, being alien from the, you've been from the commonwealth of Israel. I may read this from the Amplified Bible. It says, remember that you were at that time separated, living apart from, amen, excluding from you apart, amen, from, from God, from him, amen, uttered strangely and outlawed from the rights of Israel as a nation and strangers with no share in the sacred compacted of the, of the messianic promises with no knowledge of the right to do in, in God in agreement with him or of, I'm not reading this exactly right or the right in God's agreement, amen. His covenant and you had no hope, no promises. You were in the world without God Amen. But now Christ Jesus, hallelujah, you whom were so far away through thy, through by the, or excuse, through, by, through our, or by the blood of Christ have been brought near. Praise God. Don't forget where you brought you from. Amen. I have got those times in my life that I can look back not only of what God did for me and what only changed my life, but how he spared my life, how he, how he uh, brought me through. Amen. In those times that I made a foolish thing one time, I asked God to stop me. Lord, I'm, I'm going to plan on doing this. Uh, it's, it's, it's not, not really right, but I mean, I, I, this, is, this is what I plan to do. And, and uh, if it's not right, you stop me. It's, it wasn't really a sinful thing I was talking to him about, but it was some of the plans that I was having. And, and if it's not right, you stop me. And I heard an answer. The answer said, Stop yourself. It's your choice. And I decided I would just not do that. Pretty smart, wasn't I? <laughs> Amen. I believe that God can God gives us directions and, and helps us. Amen. If we would allow the Spirit of the Lord to lead and guide us. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I, I've got this right in my notes here. I says, uh, you, you know, when you start thinking of what God brought you from and remembering what he, how he has brought you up to here, uh, might ask Josh just to take a lap or two for us, you know, hallelujah. Because when you start thinking of what, what God has done for you, it makes you want to shout and praise God. Hallelujah. He is out to save you. And uh, you, you I, I tell you, I'd 
you dare not to try to bargain with God. You know, I'm okay. I, I, I would think that there may be somebody here to say amen on that one. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, when you put up, put up a tombstone, amen, where you died. This is my own notes. What you need to do is remember where God brought you from. Why would you just put up a tombstone there and it says, that's where I died. Amen. And uh, I, uh, I had another statement that I was going to make, and I, I will just throw it right here. Um, and I've, I've, I, made, I made this statement before here in the church. Uh, when it's over in the other building. Two young men was in this church some years ago. And uh, they just turned 16. They got their driver's license and and so they were both, uh, well, one that was working, the other one wasn't. But, but uh, they came to me. Well, the first one came to me first. He said, uh, look, Patterson, uh, I know I was going out and picking up a lot of people for church that time. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to buy a car. I think I could buy a car. And he said, then I'll take, bring some of these people that you've been going and picking up. I could bring them to church, and that would help you out. And I said, I thought that was a pretty good idea. <laughs> I, had his, I, had a, I had more thought than that to it because I thought that he would be a blessing, that he was be bringing people to church that I didn't go pick up and whatever. Well, the other one jumped up and says, Brother Paris, I, I'm going to buy a car too, and I, I'm going to do the same thing. And I said, Billy, I don't think it's right. I, I don't think you need just I, 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 I don't I don't want you to do that right now well guess what within a week or two he bought a car and he came to church one time after that and the next time I see him he was hauling people around town but they sure wasn't sure wasn't the saints of God nor people he was bringing to church came back about Two years, three years later. And I've told this because I prayed with that man, young man, for hours. And after probably two hours plus praying with him, he got up from the altar and sat down. And I asked him what what his problem was and he said it's hard to die and he got up from that altar and he ain't dead yet but he died that day in a spiritual way I guess oh God But we need to recognize where God brought us from and bury where we, where we buried the old man. Of course, we bury him in the baptistry. Amen. And that means we are dead to the past. Amen. And we're going to talk about remembering. And I've got several things that I'm going to remember. Amen. Number one was remember what he, what he saved you from. That's what I was talking about all this other 
in part two, amen, and I'm not getting much of that tonight, but amen, the things that he remembers, amen, it's got to remember what we have suffered through or how we are to suffer. This is the Apostle Paul because uh, remember those times when there was a struggle. You may remember the suffering. And this is where I was going to talk about the young girl that I was talking about, Venus. Because there's a lot of good saints of God who give their life. Some of those girls, some of those girls that, that died, one of those girls, she told them, yes, amen, she was a Christian. And they literally pulverized her with both of them shot her with machine guns. And I don't, I don't remember her name now, but it cost her her life. Our commitment to God is not when the sun's shining. It's when it rains. Amen. Praise God. Paul sucked to the Romans in chapter 7. Amen. Now I will, be, I will begin reading at the verse 24. Romans chapter 7 and verse 24. And he says it like this. Amen. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body, this body of death, of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then will I... With the mind, I myself serve with the law of God. Amen. But with the flesh, amen, the law of sin. And that's, Paul was basically, now I'm, I'm unbelieving, I'm believing when Paul was writing the third, seventh chapter of Romans, he was describing himself as he was struggling. Amen. And uh, he had, his flesh was, uh, was a battle that he was, he was going through when he was thinking that he was killing Christians for God's sake but found out that he was fighting against God. Amen. Read, read Jeremiah. All the way back. All the way back to Jeremiah. And the, uh, I'll read Jeremiah chapter 2 and verses 4 through 6. Jeremiah 2 and 4. Hear ye the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, What iniquities have you, your fathers found in me, that they are gone far from me and have walked, amen, after the vanities uh, and, and are, the, are becoming vain. Amen. Neither say they, Where is the Lord that brought us out of the land of Egypt? that led us through the wilderness, through the, the land of the deserts, and of the pits, through the land of the drought, and all the shadows and the death, amen, through the, through the land that no man passes through, and where no man dwelleth. Amen. They was, where, where is that God? Amen. They, they just want God to, want God to, 
keep doing the great miraculous things for them. Amen. That they, uh, they had forgotten the God that did that because they had forgotten the God that saved them. Amen. Lord God, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercies. I thank you for where you brought me from. And I thank you, God, where you're taking us to. And in the process, Lord, I know it's a road, God, that it's not going to be all that joyous as far as the world's concerned and battles in the world, but to you and I, God, that uh, this this church, Lord, we're we're here, we're here to uh, to make our minds up, God, and commit it, recommit ourselves. I'm going to look at what God has done for me, and I am going to go, Amen, Amen, far further. I'm, I'm I'm expecting God to do greater things than this. Oh God, help us tonight. Lord, to somehow remember you. And Lord, somehow give our hearts and minds over to you, Lord, whatever it takes to draw closer to you. Whatever it takes, God, to be a one that, not God, I know that the Bible says forget the past. But tonight, Lord, I, I know that there was something, the Bible says that we're to, we're, to, we're to remember the pit from which we were digged. And that's what God, our scriptures was tonight. That's what we're going to focus upon because, God, we want to remember what you've done for us. We will remember, God, what you told us you were going to take us. And so, God, that's why we walk by faith, not by sight. We ask it all for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you.